Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep. We collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is two hot takes. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kind of Dating. There are lots of cliche quotes, stereotypes, and myths being thrown around in the dating world, but which ones are legit? And in the age of cancel culture, people are afraid to have an opinion, but not us, because we're about to give you ours raw and unfiltered. But before that, Aisha's back. Hello. <laughs> What's up, stranger? <laughs> it has been a minute. <laughs> it has. I think people just think you left me or like, you know, but you didn't. You were just busy. I'm still here behind lifing. the scenes. Exactly. You're killing it. You're killing it. Um, well, we've missed you. Uh, and guys, we are, uh, remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and uh, tell your friends and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it. Also, leave us a five-star rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha mans the woman's the uh, the Instagram account, which you are hilarious. Um, and I think people are always just talking to me. And I'm like, it's not me doing it. This is Aisha. So my <laughs> boyfriend's actually gotten upset. <laughs> yeah. You know, my boyfriend got upset once. He thought that I that something you posted was me making a comment about him. And oh, I was like, no, I, Aisha so doesn't. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, something about exes. And I was like, no, no, it's just a joke. <laughs> but uh, where are you on social media, Aish? <laughs> That's so funny. I am at Aisha Says Dance everywhere. <laughs> I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Get that right. Um, we are so excited to have uh, this guest here with us today. You must have heard of her. And if you haven't, you will now because she's an occupational therapist and host of the hit podcast, Two Hot Takes. We have Morgan Absher. What's up, girl? Hi there. How are you doing? So good. How are you? I'm good. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. 
Oh my gosh, we're so excited to have you. We are fans. Um, we love the opinions. It's so perfect for us. But Aisha is going to ask you our first question. <laughs> yes, we ask everybody who's on here. Are you single or in a relationship? I'm in a relationship. I've been dating my boyfriend for three years now. Nice. Wow. That's yeah. Basically it's, it's married. Kind of crazy, it's... actually. Yeah. Is it like, did you have <laughs> Especially like- Especially a... in LA. Real. For real. Are you from LA, by the way? <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. Hmm. How yeah, long have you been I, in LA? I like Canada so much. Um, oh. I've been in LA now since 2017. I'm really bad at math. Uh, five years now. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's amazing. And and tell us a little bit about this podcast. You started it in the pandemic. Am I correct? I did. I started last year, February 2021. I couldn't get a job as an OT, you know, in healthcare, despite the panorama. <laughs> and so I had this idea even a year before I finally, you know, actually started it. And I loved Reddit. I loved the juicy relationship stories and people's problems, the drama that wasn't mine. And so I would always send it to my friends and talk about it. And so I was like, you know, I love this so much. I'm sure other people would. What about a podcast? And the rest was history. And now you have this super huge podcast and like 2 million on TikTok. (laughs) And you basically break down crazy Reddit stories, right? Yes, exactly. I'm curious why you think so many people were like fascinated by your podcast. Like, what is it specifically about like these Reddit stories? Um, Because it is really fascinating. I think it's a little bit of two things. I think some people in their relationships don't see the red flags. And then when they hear these stories, they're like, ooh, this sounds a little familiar to me in my life. And then you go to the comments on the TikTok or the YouTube and it's like, run, give them the D divorce. Like this Uh is red flags, like gaslighting, like, you know, the, the, the words that typically come up. But then I think you have on the flip side where people are like, wow, like my relationship and my life is so normal, like such a relief. So I think you get a little bit of both uh, on that one. Yeah, it's a crazy space, Reddit. Um, I mean, I just tried to follow it for like crypto and all that. And I was like, oh my God, I I don't know how to filter between these comments. And so you give a hot take. Yes. So we'll read the story. I will have a guest on with me, you know, the two, or sometimes there's three that join in, but they are blind reacting. I've been trying to save like the edits. So like if there's an update or like edits, I'll try to skip those. But I do read them just to make sure they're good for the show. We're not, you know, going to waste our time or anything like that. But anyone I have on with me is blind reacting. So it you never know what to expect. And it's kind of like, you know, whatever comes out of their mouth is what you're getting. That knee-jerk reaction to these crazy stories. So... It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Well, I love it. And now we're going to kind of flip a little bit of this on you. 
Oh God, here we go. <laughs> right? Because we, because I feel like, especially in the dating world, there are just so many, you know, quotes and shit being thrown around. Like everybody has an opinion about something. And then there are some that people believe are like hard, fast rules. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw some at you and Aish and see like, what do you guys think about some of these? And please, no holds barred here. So okay. we really, I am very opinionated. I think everybody knows that. Um, so it will be wonderful to hear what you think. Okay, um, let's do it. Are you guys ready? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna jump in. I, I, I yeah, I think there's a bunch of these you don't you don't know. So we'll we'll see. I, I want to see your reaction. Um, okay, here's here is uh the first one. It's an easy one. I'm gonna start with easy one. Uh once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm, no. You don't think so? I don't. I think there's serial cheaters who will always cheat, but I I think there are people that cheat and really realize and they're like, I'm never doing that shit again. Have you ever cheated? I have not. I've been cheated on quite a bit though. <laughs> That's I'm and I'm impressed that you've been cheated on and you have that perspective because I've been cheated on and I'm like, fuck that shit. Once a cheater, always a fucking cheater. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've me and my friend Alejandra were actually just talking about this, and I um, I don't know what it is. I think, especially dudes when they're young. I I dated a lot of guys that played hockey, and so they those were like the serial cheaters, like the athletes that were just like trying to fit in with the boys. Like I um, I was going through messages from an ex of mine recently on Facebook because he like messaged me just saying hi, congrats, whatever. And the last message I had from him was from like. 2013 it was like I'm so sorry for everything I put you through honestly my friends were just so mad I wasn't spending time with them and I felt like I had to cheat to like be a part of the boys I'm like like, uh dude like you're you're blaming your friends for you fucking someone else like they didn't put your dick in that girl's vagina like that was all you but like those are the serial cheaters that just like they lack you know, whatever it is, they're insecure. They don't have a lot of confidence. They are compensating for something. I think, you know, there's flukes where maybe you went out one night, was feeling a little low, saw someone at the bar that paid extra attention. And then next thing happens, but then wakes up the next morning and is like, oh my God, right. I never feel like that again. That's fair. That's fair uh, assessment. Aisha, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I agree. I think there there are the serial cheaters and then there are the circumstantial ones. Um, and I I do feel like though, if you if you get in a relationship, like if you have been part of the cheat and then you start dating, I do think that there is a high chance that there will be more cheating again. And that, Like what do you mean if you got back with that person? If, so, okay. So if somebody cheats and you're the person who they cheated with, Mm. And like oh, you guys get right. together, I do think that there will be more cheating. You know what I mean? Because it's sort of that's what the relationship is based on. So right, I, yeah. The old um, the how you got him is how right. you lose him. Saying yes, oh, that's great. <laughs> so you do think that? that yeah, it's interesting. I am much harsher than both of you for sure. <laughs> I have also been cheated on, but my thing is like I. 
I've just never met anybody who once they cheated, didn't do it again. I just all, even my friends have been like so many of my friends have cheated and they've almost always done it. Like, I don't remember anybody who didn't do it again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And, and they were, and some of them had reasons, I guess. Um, and I'm always just straight up with them. I'm like, listen, man, like as a friend, I can support you because you're my friend. I don't care. Like it's not, you know, not affecting my day to day life. I still think what you did is shitty. Um, but like, I think you're right. Like there, there are those one once in a while flukers, you know, who. But then come on, Morgan, if you went to a fucking <laughs> club and one time saw a pretty chick and she, and you were having a low day and and your dick fell into her fucking vagina really like you that the fucking week storm. <laughs> it's it's the perfect storm like girlfriends ignoring you she's right. having a tough week you go to the bar you get drunk someone's paying attention to you it's just like you get you know you black out like it's got to be the perfect storm right i agree but i'm saying if somebody's that weak <laughs> For such a simple fucking thing, you don't think that they're actually going to do it again when somebody, like, comes at them? Like, a girl actually comes up to somebody at a at, at a job, you know? Or, yeah, that hot assistant. I don't know if that's still a thing, but... There's a solid chance, but I think at that point you have to decide, like, am I wasting my time giving this person a second chance? Like, he might not do it again, but do I want to stick around to find out? Because he fucked me over the first time. Right. Yeah. Here's my follow-up question to both of you guys. Would you, if somebody cheated on you, would you stay with them? Um, If we're like, it's so complicated. If we're like just dating, no, because it's a cleaner break. If I was like married and like there's things, you know, a lot more history there and it's a lot more complicated. I, I, I don't know. It's circumstantial. Um, if Beyonce and Jay-Z could figure it out. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'm I'm torn. If I'm not married, I'd I'd have to probably dip out. Uh, but yeah, it gets a little more complicated, especially like if you think down the road, kids are involved. And if you still love this person, um, you know, it uh, depends on how messy the affair right. was too. Was was this a hookup in a hotel one weekend on at a conference, or was this like an emotional affair that developed. Right. Like I gotta, I gotta know the yeah. details. Mm-hmm. It's true. I don't know how many people actually give li- full details out. I-, I would be very impressed with that person who gave you the true story <laughs> of why they cheated. <laughs> um, I don't think I could. I've tried to. I've more than once tried to make it work, and I'm just the type of person who checks out so mm-hmm. fast. Like when that happens, I just become, I'm like, I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like I can trust you. And then I, I just check out. So then I'm like, well, anyways, we're going to break up because you're going to hate who I've become. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think um, it's tough. It's hard to move past. And I've, I've given a lot of cheaters chances and it didn't work out. So, you know, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about my answer and I'm like, maybe I should just be one and done (laughs) because it it didn't work any of the times in the past that I've, I've given them another shot. But it's true. It's very complicated when it's like a long history, you know, if you've been together years or have kids, I mean, I can completely understand that. And I still, I also, I do think you can make it work. It just takes 10 times more effort. Are you willing to make it work? 
both, both sides. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think especially the cheater mm-hmm. needs to do 10 times more mm-hmm. work to make it work. Yeah. Guys, just don't cheat. It's simple. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> make it simple. That's what I'm going to say. Because this is a very complicated issue. Right. It's so, so messy. I'm actually reading a book by John Gottman. Have you guys heard of him? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading one of the books, um, How to Make Love Last. And I think what's really stood out to me about his chapter on cheating is the fact that like, typically people don't cheat because they're bad people, but their needs aren't being met in their relationship. And that's why they cheat. And so I think ever since reading that chapter, I've been a little like nicer about it. Right. More but forgiving. No, totally. And I, here's my my quick little take on that is like, yes, I agree that it's somebody's needs not being met. I think the problem becomes when a cheater doesn't express that their needs, right. what, what their needs are. You can't fix a problem. It's like the same way as we say as girls. And obviously I'm just making the guy the cheater in the scenario, but uh, girls, uh, we, you know, we say like, oh, we're not, you're not psychic. Like a guy isn't, right. can't predict what we're thinking. So we have to tell them and it works both ways. Both ways yeah, where, there's there's got to be that communication and that accountability to communicate your right. needs. Otherwise, yeah. like you're going in circles. Right. Yeah. So tell people what's on your mind, guys. Mm-hmm. And don't cheat. I don't know. That's just my thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Here's another one. Here's here's a whoo. Here's a fun one. Polyamory is just an excuse to fuck around. It is not a lifestyle. It's commitment phobia. Hmm. What do you guys think? I've been deep diving into poly world lately. Um, again, I've like a lot on Reddit. And so I have this theme called Hopeless Romantics. And I came across a story recently about this couple that had been together since high school. And they've had this third wheel of a best friend the whole time. She's friends with her, friends with him. And she's realized that she loves her boyfriend, but like she's really starting to develop feelings for her friend and like can't help but like fall in love with her. And so she had the conversation with her boyfriend and was like, what do you think about this? And he goes, I'm going to be honest. Like, I think I'm in love with her wow. too. And so like the three of them opened the relationship. They're happily all dating now. So I think there's some people like, again, it's just so great. Like there's some people that are like, I want to hook up with that person. And they use it as an excuse. Like I've seen so many stories where it's like my, my husband got our girlfriend pregnant. And it's like, that was his main motive the whole time. But then I see the cute ones like that. And I'm like, okay, Polly can be good. And if there's, you know, that open communication and a lot of trust. Right. So much communication. <laughs> what do you think? I, I couldn't do it. Like there's, I'm so jealous. Like there's no yeah. way. hundred percent. I, yeah, I feel the same way. I, I definitely cannot do it for myself, but um, just as a person living in this world and seeing that there's multiple ways, you know, that people love and feel and experience life. I definitely think it's a real thing. Um, are there people that are probably using it as an excuse? Sure. But I do think that like, yeah, it is legit. There are people out there who have the capacity to have a relationship with multiple people. Yeah. We've had a lot of guests on the show who are, who identify or are poly experts. And, uh, and it is, it's a, 
complicated um, lifestyle choice, but it makes me think like if you are really actively choosing to do that, you must really feel something for somebody because it's hard. Like I'm like you, Morgan, I'm not good at sharing. And so (laughs) I was like, I don't think I could do it, but I'm always like, God bless people who can, who are okay Though they also experience yeah. jealousy yeah. and all the, the the regular feels. Um, but I think it it is a real thing. And like you guys said, though, there are some of those people like before I met my boyfriend, I would go on dates and suddenly everybody's like, I want to try an open relationship. I'm like, no, you just want to fuck around. Like that's <laughs> like you can tell who somebody who really feels right. Like they genuinely feel a connection with more than one person. And I think Polly is also a little different than a pure open relationship. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like an open relationship, it's like it just uh, sky's the limit. Um, <laughs> where no. Polly mm-hmm. tends to be like a little like, hey, I can't help but like I'm in love with my best friend and my boyfriend. Mm hmm. See, I don't know that much. And I, I want to learn more because like I look at like Polly and I'm like, oh, okay, like a triangle three. That seems really doable, manageable. No one's going to feel left out Four, Okay. It's easier to go to Disneyland. You do two people in each ride like that. Okay. I get, but then I look at like the guy, like sister wives, that mm-hmm. dude who had I think, like, it was him and four, four wives, four women or something. Right. Or maybe he had three. I don't know. But I look at that guy and I'm like, I think there's people that are good with Polly. And then I think he just had like a breeder fantasy and just like right. needed, you know, a cult type relationship. Well, in that situation, the question becomes because polyamory is really a two way street, right? Like where <laughs> it should be that uh, both parties are are able to love freely or or love somebody else. In that situation, it's like one guy with four wives he can do whatever he but wants, they, yeah. but they probably couldn't. Like they probably weren't allowed to have any additional partners. And then that becomes control and less about like an actual polyamorous lifestyle where you right. are like, I believe in free love right. and you are welcome to love freely also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, here's another one. Um, I love this one. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I I think that one holds true. I think that's kind of like a classic that you just never know who you're getting. I mean, especially in the dating world, you just got to, you really got to meet a person Mm -hmm. and really evaluate who they are. And it's that one I think holds true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. People, people are multifaceted and how they choose to present doesn't necessarily equate to what's going on. But, <laughs> little devil's advocate uh-huh. here. Um, let's just be just on the idea of dating apps, right? Mm-hmm. Dating apps itself, I'm literally like totally should judge a book by its that cover. Way. If he looks like a douchebag, the likelihood is he's a douchebag, which is he's mean mugging like anybody over 25. If you're mean mugging, I'm like, boo boo, you are insecure. If they are (laughs) 
they have a profile picture, something's wrong with the front of their face. <laughs> like if no, really, I mean, they're hiding something. Like if people are in sunglasses, they probably got cokey eyes. Oh, like no. there's something. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's just the it, there's nothing wrong with any of it. But you just got to judge it for what it is. If somebody's only taking a picture, you know, medium close up style, there's something they're not feeling hot about with their body. It could be height. It could be weight. It could be whatever. So in that way, I'm like, if a girl is always showing flexible yoga pictures, she's probably feeling insecure and wants to show you like, I can do kinky stuff. Like, Let's keep it real. Or is she just very in tune with her body and loves, you know, connecting and wants someone that's going to go do sunset yoga with her and she knows what she wants and she's trying to find someone that connects with that. Uh, I do feel you. I posted a namaste picture though, (laughs) like everybody else. I do feel you though. I, when I was on Hinge, Hinge is actually how I met my boyfriend. Nice. Uh, Same with me. Yeah, I love Hinge. I, yeah. Granted, I haven't been on there, so no idea if it's changed. But yeah. at the time, it was great. Um, I, I would stay away from the gym bros. Like those gym selfies, if like that's every picture, like you're going to the gym way too much and you don't have enough time for me. So like yeah, a little bit of judgment, but also I think that's just like, I know what I want. Right. And like, like, you might not be totally about the gym, but you like it way more than I do if you're putting it on every picture on your dating site like that doesn't do it for me totally and and look i'm on the i i I think there are times that we need to pick and choose when to judge a book by its cover for sure Sure. Mm because i uh i just recently posted on instagram about how i used to be this like nerdy tomboy kid that no boy ever looked at and literally was always told like oh you're one of the guys and so like guys never liked me and then i you know had my swan moment i guess and I'm always like, yeah, don't judge a fucking book by its cover because I turned out all right, you know. Um, but my thing is, I was I was good then too. But I people probably looked at me and said, oh, she wouldn't be what she could be or what she is today. So mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, and I don't think like you should ever judge a book when I say that. Like I think it's stupid to judge somebody on their race or their height or, you know, there's some of those things that are beyond our control. But I think the stuff that we are actively choosing to control, like the pictures we're posting and what Mm -hmm. we're saying, that's like an active thing somebody has done. Like I chose to write nothing in my bio to me says, you think you're some hot shit that doesn't even need to say a hello Um, yeah you know like like, so to me those guys I'm like nah swipe left like because you're probably gonna annoy me and you're a narcissist like (laughs) yeah that stuff I agree totally I think like the privilege or like race like uh you just reminded me of like that sound on TikTok where it's like a little baby talking and she's like I'm Mexican and then the other like the other voice is like no you're not (laughs) And yeah, yeah, I am. And a lot of people that are like, like white passing or, you know, don't display as the ethnicity they actually are. We're using that sound to be like, no, like I am Mexican just because I don't look it like I am Mexican. And like, same with being, you know, black, like I am black. Like you saying I'm white, like you're discrediting who I am. So I think when it gets to the deep stuff like that, like, 
like don't for sure don't judge a book by the cover but like dating apps super like a little social media stuff yeah because like social media is almost like our diary these days yeah. so if you're putting like if you're putting some stuff out there that is superficial or douchey like political tweets like you you mean that like so own that and then then you can judge that's fair yeah if anybody looks at my Twitter, I am exactly <laughs> all my political tweets. <laughs> um, <laughs> so how, how about this one? Uh, and sub he for anything, he, she, they. If they are into you, they'll move mountains to be with you. Um, this is... Yeah, you... <laughs> what do you think? I, I definitely... Should think okay well we live in a time where people are very busy we live in los angeles people you know everybody's hustling everybody's doing something there is a point where i do think if somebody wants to see you they will make the time to see you but also people are busy (laughs) like legitimately and if it's you know we're talking about in the beginning too when you're just dating it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's difficult because I feel like I run into this one a lot and my friends run into this a lot. Um, so I think it's like, in what way, what do you mean? Like, as in you've experienced it or you were like, yeah. Or like my friends would be like, Oh, like, like they're dating a guy and they're first dating and they're like, he never makes time for me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, like my friend was dating this guy last year. He's a writer and like, a, like a established writer. So he has this like period of time where he has to like focus and write and can't really, like, I think he puts his phone on silent. And my friend said she was like calling him and he wouldn't answer her, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then when he finally told her, oh yeah, I'm like in my sort of writing hole. I don't really talk to anybody. It's like, at that point you have to decide, okay, well, it's not about me, this person, this is this person's life. Um, and he liked her a lot. Like, so that wasn't the issue. It just, he was you know, writing. (laughs) So I don't know, it's difficult, but at the same time, again, I do think that you can make time for somebody that you really want to see, even if it's just like a quick chat, you know, or a quick FaceTime or something like that. So yeah. That's a good point. I think it's hard because like, I feel like nowadays we're like, we're almost too accessible. And so like, I hear this story and I'm like, he's trying a super fair boundary. And like, she and the attention she needed, like they, their levels just weren't matching up or like what, mm-hmm. like, so I'm like, oh, like we're, we're sometimes too available or like, like we just need to disconnect sometimes. But then on the flip side, I, I do think like the saying, um, if he wants to, he mm-hmm. will and sub it out. Like, I think that is very true. Like I, um, have put in so much effort on some guys and not have it reciprocated. And I'm like, I'm in my head. I'm like, God, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why don't they like me enough? And then, so those ones I'm like, yeah, clearly I was wasting my time. Like he wasn't into me in the way I was into him. And then I look now my, you know, my partner now, I bailed on him three times. It's like, I flaked out three times, canceled three times. I was so fucking hungover from a bachelorette (laughs) party, had a two day hangover, couldn't get out of bed. And so I had to cancel our date. And then I was like, Oh, I'm actually flying back home to Minnesota. And so I'm not going to be able to go on that day either. And he goes, Oh, well, actually I'm from Minnesota and I'm flying home too for my birthday. Let's grab drinks wow. there. <laughs> so 
That's so nice. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like magical, you know, meeting someone out in LA that is from the same yeah. state as you. It just makes, home, <laughs> makes going home to the holiday super easy. <laughs> but I'm like, I look at that and I'm like, clearly those other people I wasted time on were not into me. And like, I, if he wants to, he will. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's really true. I agree with you guys on that one. Like it's, um, I've, I've been in your boat, Morgan, like been with somebody who, or lots of people, many people who like, I gave a lot to couldn't give it back. But then right after that, you see them give it to somebody else. Like they're totally available. And you're like, what the fuck? So then of course you're like, well, I guess if he was into me, he would move mountains. That said, Mm -hmm. I also think as you get older and you get busier and not just forget the schedule part. Sometimes we go through things in life and we are going through something and we could really, really like somebody it's not enough if you like, I still think life trumps our feelings mm. where if you haven't established that kind of connection, like not connection because you don't like them, connection in time, you know, where you, you've already been with them for a year or something like that, especially in the beginning parts of dating. Sometimes like, yeah, we ghost people and we're not around for a couple of weeks because you're like, I'm going through some shit. And I don't have the wherewithal or the capacity or the bandwidth to to give right. right now. And and a lot of people I think are like that and during the pandemic I think a lot of people had those feelings, you know, amplified um because there was so much stress going on that you can't really be there for somebody else if you can't be there for yourself. Right. So mm-hmm. there are those times where I'm like Right. You you got to take it with a grain of salt if somebody isn't showing up for you. But like in Aisha's friend situation, you also have to decide like sometimes like that's somebody's career. And what can you what can you do? It's so funny. My one friend yesterday was just telling me we went for drinks and he's also a successful writer and his girlfriend and him uh, traveled together. He was filming a show in a different state. He was there for three months and they were together for a year and they broke up during that time. And I was like, why? And he was like, she couldn't handle mm-hmm. the schedule. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, man, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like somebody could really love you, but they also have to pay their bills. So they have right. to show up for their job. And what do you do? Yeah. So it doesn't mean yeah. in that, that time that that person didn't care. Right. Yeah. You reminded me of a story too. I, um, I had a friend who met this guy was really into him. They hit it off. And then his mom tragically died. And like, she was like, do I like stay and like support him through this? Like I've literally known him for a couple of weeks uh-huh. and ended up just being like, not the right timing. So I think like that is like, that just speaks to your, you know, your, what you're saying perfectly because it's, it is so much about timing and like, other circumstance and not just like the, if he wants to, he will move mountains. Yeah. Um, what about this one, Morgan? Ooh, here's a fun one. Um, (laughs) women are the new men. (laughs) I would love that to be true, but I don't think we're there yet. I'm still making 86 cents on the dollar. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I, I, I think we got a lot to go. I, I, um, I want to be there. I definitely, you know, 
I'm friends with a girl named Drew off Wallow. And she's on TikTok taking down one misogynist at a time. <laughs> and I love her. And I think like I we are it. getting to a point where, where things are more fair, but we still have, we got so much to go. I mean, just fat phobia, gender inequality, wage gap. I mean, those are, you know, the societal right. ones, but the huge. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I, you know, I want to be, but I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I mean, uh, I think euphoria is the perfect example looking at how, um, how triggered all these men were about seeing a couple penises. Oh, have they been? I haven't. <laughs> yeah, so like <laughs> these men, these men are like, I'm shutting this off. I can't watch wow. this. Like I'm not letting, I'm not letting my girlfriend watch this. And so people are like, do you think women just like see a couple penises on screen and get turned up? Yeah. Like, also, I've perfect. had this discussion so much with my, uh, so funny. <laughs> I've had this discussion so much with my boyfriend about this exact thing. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this showrunner must have been a man because they're always showing chicks hooking up, boobs, naked women. But in the exact same show, they'll never show a man naked Mm -hmm. or a a dick. So I love that Euphoria does do that and fuck anybody who's not comfortable with that. I just got a weird like ick about Euphoria though. Um, so you know Cassie. I haven't seen the show at all. I need oh, I need to okay. watch it, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Really? I saw four oh, episodes. Wow. I saw four episodes, but it was I'm like I'm an empath and I was so sad that I was like, I can't <laughs> watch anymore because I'll never yeah. watch kids. Like I know. And I was like, I was a, a terrible child in high school. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna fit right in. But um the director, or like the right one of the writers, I'm not sure uh, what his name is. If I heard it, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, that's him. But Cassie, they're like, wonder why Cassie is so sexualized? Well, look at this writer's mom. And they are like doppelgangers. Like they look really? identical. Whoa. Yeah. And then someone wow. in the comments was like, also really funny. He dated someone that played his mom in a movie. And it's oh, like, oh, wow. just big factor tangent. Sorry. Ruining oh, it for you. Gosh, I know yes. that. Is this Sam? We're talking about Sam Levinson? Yeah. Oh, oh the creator. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. yeah. yeah she, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> it was on TikTok, so take yeah, it with a grain of salt. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. send you the link after. We can but just... Everything on TikTok it. is real, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Aisha, what do you think? Women are the new men? I mean, it's so funny because I was talking to my male coworkers about this to get their perspective. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Exactly. And I think based on what I was understanding is I think a lot of them, first of all, are kind of afraid to even fully express what they're feeling. Um, And I think they're a bit overwhelmed with the fact that obviously women were not nearly as high as what they are, but we're, you know, we're, doing our careers. We're taking care of ourselves. We don't need men anymore. And I think a lot of guys have been, because of how we've been um, conditioned, don't necessarily know how to handle that or what to do with that. Um, So women are not necessarily the new men, (laughs) but we'll agree that we definitely have our own autonomy now and we are able to make more decisions and, you know, we're not so reliant on looking for a husband and being married and you know what I mean like we have other focuses and I think that has 
kind of thrown off a lot of the the very traditional guys at the very least. Um, so I think we've talked yeah. about this on the show a few times where mm-hmm. it's sort of like the feminism evolves every couple decades right. or so, you know, and, uh, and, and because it's evolving, it's always like a growth process. Right. And sometimes there's a transition period where, yeah, like a lot of women, I don't know if you feel this Morgan, but like I went through that when I was younger, where I thought being a feminist or being an equal woman meant to sort of be more manly. I mm-hmm. thought it meant asserting myself in that way. And like, you know, I don't, I don't need your help. I don't, I could do all this shit by myself. And the truth is obviously I could do all of that by myself, but now mm-hmm. I'm also like, Oh, here, carry my bag. Know, right? Oh, here, open the door. <laughs> like, I, I know I can do it, but you right. do it. Cause I know I could do that. Like, that's like where it just comes. It feels a little bit more, grounded where I know my place and I don't feel being a woman uh, and even the feminine parts of being a woman is detrimental to my uh, life now. So I think that way there's that evolution of feminism that might be happening, which is what your friends Mm -hmm. Aisha are experiencing. And they're going like, where do I fit in? Because they're meeting maybe younger people who are still figuring out what feminism means to them. And there's no right or wrong to it. It's just your own personal, you know, experience of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also agree, like, women are not the new men. We, you know, there's there's this whole thing in entertainment now of, like, guys, like, crying, you know, a fucking river about the fact that, like, oh, all these shows, like, everybody's staffing women writers, women showrunners. Everybody wants these women-centric stories. (laughs) I'm like— like five right. out of the 50 yeah. that you still have? Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and then when you break it down, it's also like women and then people of color right. and by POC. Oh, you got everything is everything is about diversity now. Right. You guys are the it thing. And I'm like, statistically, if we're quantifying this, we are totally not right. still. Um, so exactly what you said, Moria, we're still making less. There's still fewer women CEOs in the world right. than men. But I think for PR purposes, companies are always like touting the fact that they want these women on their, in their, in their company. Yeah. I think we're like, we're, you know, we're knocking on the door. I think, you know, we're definitely leaving men, you know, insecure men, right. or I should say boys, because at that point, right. like, you're not a man, you're insecure and threatened by a woman and don't view her as an equal. Um, we're definitely making them scared, which I like. Right. And until, until bone marrow insemination is possible, like we do kind of need them a little bit. Um, but I look at like, now that we're talking about like work examples, I was thinking about my grad school program and I was in a doctorate education program. I had 27 people in my cohort. I think there were there were four men and OT and like a lot of those healthcare fields, like, in like nursing is still like very prominently right. women. And it's like, it's an amazing thing to like be in that career at all. Like it was a tough program to get into, but the amount of times over the three years I was in that program that I heard, God, it's so great to see four men in this class. We do not have enough men in this field. And I'm like, 
shut the fuck up. Like, what am I, chopped liver? Like, I deserve to be here. I'm here as well. And like, fuck him. <laughs> like, why does he get a pat on the back for just being a dude that's right. here? Like, what? What do you mean? So I think like, and even the Hollywood examples, it's like the stats are still so low, and the bar for men is so right. low. Right. So low. Yeah. So fucking low. <laughs> I mean, it's like what you said, like we find excuses to pat men on the back. Like parenting. Parenting is the perfect example. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Uh, like um, this one story I saw recently, it was like, I don't want to babysit my kid. And it's like, it's not babysitting when it's your kid. What? But on the flip side, literally. And then on the flip side, you'll see it's like, like, oh yeah, my husband watched the baby so I could go out with the girls. And it's like, oh my God, that is so nice. What a good what a good dad. And it's like, that's the one night of the whole fucking month. He right. did that. Like the bar is so low. <laughs> and also like both you, both of you guys made that baby. So both of you are equally responsible. Right. So let's not like throw a fucking party for the guy doing his job. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We agree. Women aren't, women, women aren't the new. No, yet. not yet. But I think also once we get rid of gender roles, period, it'll be a lot easier for everybody to just, yeah. chill and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just be, you know? yeah. Um, here's a, here's a fun one. Uh, we have gotten some pushback on this before in an episode from another guest. So I'm curious what you think. Um, if you have sex too soon, he loses interest in you. It's funny you bring this one up. So I had, um, Tinks on my podcast recently, and she has this theory, the box theory. And other people talk about it too, where we all get put in these boxes. It's it's you're in the hookup box, you're in the the date box, or like there's another one I'm I'm forgetting because it's not my theory. But essentially, like if he's into you, having sex on the first date is not gonna like change that. He's gonna keep being into you. Um, but if he just wants to fuck you, get his rocks off, and then you know, one and done. Like you were already in that box. So I don't know. I have a tough time with it personally because I I don't think like I'd rush into it, especially like I'm just so, like I was so cautious about STDs and all that. And it's like, you don't know who's fucking lying to you. So I'm like, give them, like, don't waste your time. Don't, you know, wait a year. Like, I definitely think you got to test drive the car, <laughs> but like maybe like a month, like, or two weeks, like make sure that like he's actually solid before you, you, you want to you know? Yeah. Let him inside. 100%. That's fair. Yeah. Ayesha, I would you say think? if you have sex too Oh soon? my gosh. In my experience, yes. Because <laughs> I think what happens is there's still like, obviously there's still an interest and an excitement and an attraction. But I do think that if your relationship, whatever situationship starts off like sex first, I think it's really hard to break out of that pattern. Mm-hmm. No, and that that's very true though. Though I will say like, I hope guys are, I think that there are some guys and, and I've, we've had them on our Instagram comments, you know, <laughs> yes. who would, who would judge a woman for having sex with them too oh, soon. Yeah. To me, I'm like, but if somebody does that, then that just shows you who they yeah. are and fuck them. Um, I think a lo- like a lot of the guys I've dated never judged me for that. Um, and I've done the spectrum where I'm a little mm-hmm. more like you, Morgan, where like 
just by nature, I have waited like usually like a month-ish. But I also waited like two and a half months once. And and that fucker I live with and he cheated on me. You know, right. it's like it wasn't a thing. But my boyfriend now, we slept together on the third date. Right. It was also there the pandemic, go. okay? Nothing like, else to like, do. Third date, the world shut down. I was like, come over. What was gonna <laughs> but it never, um, it never took anything away from that. And, and a lot of people I've dated have, because I've brought that question up a lot with guys and my guy friends. I've asked them like, hey, do you care? Do you care? And maybe I have more progressive guy friends, but... I, most have said, like, no, they don't care. Um, but I also agree that, like, you know really quickly what box that person is yeah. in the second you've met them anyway. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend, he told me, I, I don't know when it was after we started dating, but he told me, like, after our first date, he walked out and, like, a friend picked him up from the bar we were at. And he was like, get the wedding invites ready. Like, print the wedding invites. It's like, if I would have had sex with him, you know, granted, if the sex was really bad, like, then it would have been a no. But, like, I don't think that would have changed versus, like, there's people that I was a situationship for years and, like, finally, finally had sex with them after two years. And it it didn't change shit. Like, he still didn't want to be with me. And then I was like, well, I wasted all this fucking time. Like, what was I doing? So. You and I are like the same person, Morgan. I have also been there where I waited so long and then I'm like, you fucker. I meant nothing. I should have fucked other people in that meantime. I know. Um, God, it's so stupid. So dumb. We were, we were silly. We were in love. Whatever that is. <laughs> we were not. I was just I, dumb. I wasn't in love either. I just wanted to fuck. <laughs> but that specific yeah, person. I do agree that it does. It does at the end of the day depend on, you know, the chemistry and what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But. But can I tell you my, I think I have one beef with this, you know, without getting into semantics of it, but the idea that we, we always focus on, and coming back to the, our women that are the new men thing, we're always like patting men on the back. We're always making dating about the man. And like, what about if he loses interest in you because you did something that he (laughs) gets the power to judge? And I'm like, fuck that shit. Like, who is this guy? Like, who are, sorry, but who are men? Like, fuck that. Like, so, so my only advice to people to like, just remove that power altogether is have sex whenever you want. If that's on your first date, because you wanted to fuck him, get your peace, get out Mm -hmm. because then you won't feel bad if he even fucking judges you because yeah, you did it because you wanted to. Just don't do it because you're worried about, well, I, should on, I shouldn't on date one because he will think this. I should right. two weeks later because he will think more of me. Um, yeah. Just do it because you want to. And that could be a year from now. Right. Yeah. I just don't like the idea that we give men that power. Yeah, it's hard. It's almost like you're... Like it's it's less about what you want and you just want to be like wanted. Yeah. It's like you're 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 always kind of basing yourself or your worthiness um against men and men's expectations and what men want and how men view you. So it's like just do you be happy. Like like you said, if you want to have sex on the first date, do it for you, not is he gonna like me more? So yeah. 
Because yeah, because like we don't we don't we don't ever say like if he has sex with us too soon, we lose interest. <laughs> That's yeah. so true. Oh, I have never heard that conversation. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah. I feel this I, is um, the sorry, go ahead, Morgan. I love like um like just the saying, like all the toxic male podcasters that are like, oh, the key in the lock analogy with mm-hmm. sex, like it's one key, but like it only it blah 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 the locks or like women getting stretched out. It's oh like God. I love when I love when people in the comments like kind of flip the script and they're like, wait, you've had a lot of friction. Like, how small are you now? Like I <laughs> I love seeing that flip on it, but it's just those, those sayings too. It's like, they've been around and they keep coming around with these toxic ass podcasters. Yeah. And like, we can't, we can't win. And why women aren't right. men. Exactly. I know. I, I also do think that this is a little bit of an American thing, maybe because I'm learning. Cause my boyfriend's from Spain. So he is, you know, him, his friends are all European and there, they don't have these kinds of weird thoughts about anybody if you fucked on a first date or this thought about like, um, oh, if she's had so many partners, they are going, she's stretched out. Like, it's just such That's a weird so concept weird. because over there, they're just so like free love, right. you know, kind of. They actually have healthy views on sex. Yeah, no, they really do. Cause like he knows, my boyfriend knows, like I talk about it on the podcast all the time. I've had a lot of sex and he knows, he doesn't know who, but he knows that I have. And there's no like judgment around it. There's no, he has too. And I'm like, yeah, you had a life before me. God bless. Good. Right. This is why we are experienced enough to enjoy this now. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's like not to get in the weeds of it, but. I look at Europe and all these other places. There's, I, there's so much more diverse, at least from my outside perspective and their way of thinking. And despite the separation of church and state here in the States, I think a lot of that is just like that Christianity, you know, sex before marriage. And ugh, like, I think that's kind of deeply ingrained in a lot of people here, unfortunately. And I'd love to have a healthier mindset here about sex. Like just ship me to Europe. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Come, come with us next time we go to Spain. Um, down. Go down. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. And this is a this is a tough one. Okay. Uh, so this is the tough one. Um, uh, my friend is going through this right now where people say this about him all the time. If you're bisexual, you're into everyone. Or bisexuality is just a phase. They're either lesbian or gay and they haven't decided or accepted it. <laughs> Ooh, hate the last take. Hate it. Yeah. I have so many people that reach out to me and they're like, thank you for giving bi people like an identity. Like there's so much bi erasure, eraser, erasure. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I miss. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, you got it right. And so I just look at that and I'm like, no, like I think there's people that like a little bit of everything. There's people that don't even like certain genders. They just fall in love with people, right. you know, uh, pansexual, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm, don't quote yes. me. Yep. But I just look at that and it's like, no, like you can be into everything and you can be into nothing. And, you know, there's so many, so, so gender and sexuality is such a spectrum. So I hate the fact that people say that you're either gay or lesbian or you're confused or it's a phase. Right. No, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, hey, so it's, it's so funny. As a person who actually identifies as bi, I get this from both federal people and people who just identify as like gay or lesbian or whatever. Um, and it, I can tell you, it's no, <laughs> like it's just not. <laughs> it's not that simple. It's, it, there is definitely a wave and a spectrum and things are fluid. Um, and I can understand the second point where people say, oh, it's just like a stop before gay or bi, because a lot of people do on their journeys to discover who they are, start that way and realize, oh no, I'm not. But, um, that being said, bisexuality, pansexuality, you know, sexual fluidity is a hundred percent a thing. It is definitely valid. And, to the people who are like, oh, well, you're attracted to everybody. Are you as a hetero person attracted to every man or woman? Thank you. No, like <laughs> that's just not. Yeah, I hate that argument. It makes no yeah, it's so silly. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, just, that's a dumb one. It's yeah, I'm like, just things are expansive. Calm down, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I I don't identify as bi, but I I get so like offended for also like the fact that it's like well if you're bi, then you're more promiscuous or you're more likely to cheat because there's more out there for you. And it's like, no, like there's, there's 8 billion people or however many people. And there's a lot of dudes. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, just because I'm limited to one or limiting myself to one. It's like, no, that's again, you're, you're dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a lot of that stuff is rooted in insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, there are people who just want to view everybody as a threat. And right. it's easier to go, oh, you know, I, I know like like gay guys go through this a lot. Like my friend where it's like because, okay, you're gay. So my only competition are guys. But now, wait, you're bisexual. So like you're into fucking everybody. Right. And exactly what you said we wouldn't as straight people just be into anybody who walked in front exactly. of me. Um, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've sw- swiped left um, <laughs> more than I've ever swiped right in my life. So uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that's just, it's just so silly. Um, and, and people are, I don't identify as any of that. I have joked on this podcast that I'm probably the most hetero person somebody has met where my girlfriends have all said like they were into women and I've just been like, I wasn't, but (laughs) like I can get it. Like I get it. There's so many people who have felt this way, the fluidity of it all Mm -hmm. that I'm like, it can't not be real. Yeah. I don't care. Even if somebody was bisexual, why do you care if they're into even everybody? Who cares? That's just your insecurity. I wonder, I wonder this every day, why people just cannot mind their their own own fucking business. (laughs) Like, I I look at the people that like sit outside of a Planned Parenthood and I'm like, are you really like, are you fucking insane? Like, what is going on in your head? Be bored? Like, is this this all you got? Right. Like, they have no. Then, I'm like, don't you have a job? Right. <laughs> Seriously, ugh, just it's get a fucking hobby or something. It's just pathetic. Agreed. Have you guys yep. seen that TikTok video People. that's trending? Drink water and mind my business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I that's how I feel about. No, this. I haven't. But my phone is listening, right? So I'm sure oh it'll, it'll come up. Definitely gonna see that now. Um, 
Morgan, these were awesome hot takes. Thank you for being so open with us. Um, you're, you're not totally um, done for this episode. We have we have something called six questions. We ask every guest the exact same six questions. It's kind of our rapid fire. Don't have to think about it too much. But okay. are you ready? I'm scared, but yeah. <laughs> you got this. You got this. Um, all right, Morgan, here are your six questions. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Mm, how they treat the staff at the restaurant, typically. That's nice. Uh, what is one deal breaker? Rudeness to restaurant staff. <laughs> Good one. Uh, what turns you on? Kindness to restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ugh, I don't, I don't even know. I just like, I think gifts. Like, mm-hmm. I've been looking into love languages a lot, and I'm like, I'm a gift person. It doesn't have to be big. Like could be literally one single flower, but I just like thoughtfulness turns me on thoughtfulness. I love that. Uh, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Mm, strengths. I'm very empathetic weaknesses, probably patience. <laughs> <laughs> like many of us, I'm very impatient. Um, Morgan, what is love? Love is being yourself with someone. It's being comfortable with them, being safe with them, feeling supported at your worst. (laughs) My boyfriend's had a lot of that lately with all the stress I'm under. (laughs) And uh, that's awesome. And last question, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Oh God, three. Bad at math, you guys. Um, (laughs) I got four. How can I help? What do you need? Um, just checking in, like words that are going to check in and nice. how are you? We'll go with what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you need? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. What do you need? That, there we go. We figured that out. Yeah. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much for being on the show. How can everyone find you, your podcast, all your socials? It's two hot takes on everything. T-W-O. So two spelled out hot takes. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything. (laughs) We love it. And guys, please subscribe to her podcast and all of her socials will be in the description of this episode. So follow Morgan. Thank you again for being on. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yay. Um, We are also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please tell a friend and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.